Okay, welcome to episode 12, it now is, of yeah. Lashing In. Woo. Took a little bit of a break there. Yeah, three weeks. Three, three weeks. weeks. Busy, busy three weeks. Yeah. Lots I like to things. focus on quality over quantity. Yeah. 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 We have a new quality control program. Yeah. Yeah. We hired someone yeah. for quality control now, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> so. That's at least someone's getting paid to do this. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Stefan Turcott, and uh, around this table. And next to Stefan Turcott is Brian Tesla. And Ned K. Yeah. So we like to start off by talking about events past and present and future. There's a few good things happening. Yeah. Uh, well, what good events we went to in the lo- over the last couple weeks, three weeks, I should say. Did you go to Oregon Day? At uh, no, I did no. not. Did you? I did, yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah, I got I some of the dregs on, like, the Tuesday and the Wednesday, and, oh, man, yeah. they were so goddamn good. The fr- the frame beers were just insanely delicious. Yeah, mm. they had a great selection on of everything. Yeah. Yes. That, Any standout beers for you? Or? I always loved the gigantic, massive body wine, mm-hmm. the bourbon barrel age one. Managed to get Ben Love to give you a finger in a picture. Uh, gigantic. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought you just were talking about it. How, no, big, how, how big the barley wine was? Just like, give me the biggest barley wine you've got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you walk in and say, uh, I would like all the barley wine. and then, <laughs> So they give you one, and you're like, no, no, no. I mean every barley wine you have in this establishment. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No. That's how it goes down. Uh, the frame had a lambic style. Oh, yeah. That was really nice. Uh, nice with yeah. raspberries, I think. That was really tasty. Cool. Uh, there was another really, like, lambic-esque uh, style beer. I can't remember which one it was now. There's Upright had a bunch of beers there. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. some really nice Upright. I met with him. Um, Cam brought all the guys in for dinner. And I ended up meeting them afterwards at Veneto and Ben uh, Ben Love and Alex, who owns Upright. I was sitting next to him. He's like the most humblest guy mm. around. Like I think Cam was saying the only like thing he talked cocky about was the fact of how many kilometers his diesel... Volkswagen gets <laughs> and how much he pays he doesn't pay for gas so well I've yeah. got him beat so yeah you gotta, <laughs> I gotta talk to him you don't even have you don't even drive a car anymore you just come over on uh, longboards now that are electric but tonight I did drive an electric oh, car that's fair. <laughs> yeah we have an electric longboard and electric car, car. nice okay. yeah um, and then we had the beer dinner that yeah. was after the last time we recorded uh, at the Courtney room mm-hmm. and I gotta say like the beer, whatever. But uh, <laughs> the food was fantastic. Oh my god. We we were um, we were just like racked the whole day. It was yeah. a it was a wonderful day. Like I got in like early, everything was working out. Yeah. And like four o'clock, the little things start not happening and I'm like getting ner- more nervous, more angry, more nervous, <laughs> more angry. And then as we're putting the food out, it's all looking the way we want and everything's going and then like I think and no one knew this, but the halibut dish that went out with the Kavik, yeah. uh, Chris comes to me and goes, I think we missed the pairing by a minuscule amount. If we had just added a little bit of lime, it mm. would have helped the beer a bit. And I just like lost it. Like, <laughs> fuck, that's something I never forget. I never put like little acid things like that on there. And then everyone that talked to us about the dishes, no, no, like my wife's like that elevated the beer. I mean, that's a little bit of biased comment, but my old mm-hmm. chef at Hawksworth, he told me that the halibut mm-hmm. dish was like his favorite dish with the pairing like so my favorite was the duck nice. and I thought the dessert was one of the best desserts I've ever had she's she's brilliantly talented just the dessert was just so um, aromatic and com- like complicated but delicious <laughs> anyway I loved it um, cool yeah oh it was I'm great jealous. yeah yeah. I had to go 
just talk about there is that. talk of a burdock one happening the day after farmhouse fest cool i don't know if it's gonna happen yet i have to um, get back from farmhouse fest though. chris and i are both <laughs> going to farmhouse fest yeah. too so uh, we'll see what happens but uh, those are events of the future yeah. farmhouse yeah. fest did you go to the ontario Please day it. at smith's you sure did yeah how was, was the beers there? Um, yeah, really good. There was some Blood Brothers, uh, Bellwoods, um, Bows, and a couple of Bows. Yeah, Halcyon. they didn't have yeah, any I, of I the Halcyon. I think, no, Halcyon. In, yeah. I think in Ontario you have to name your brewery with a B. Am I right? <laughs> wow, Bose, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like yeah. Blood, Blood Brothers. Brothers. Huh. Uh, in, that na- in that neighborhood, there's <laughs> yeah. like in the neighborhoods Halo and Foley on Bloor. And, is it Bloor Street? Uh, Bloor right? Street uh, is where yeah, yeah where Murdoch <laughs> is. Hmm. Bellwoods Park is where Bellwoods is, and eh. Some really good ones though the pineapple jelly king which is mm-hmm. oh that was really good oh the whole jelly king series I yeah. Really like, yeah the I had the strawberry rhubarb one once and it was like like it was so fruits. pricey though is the thing Karen was like yeah she's like would you like a pint of that Karen was like yes and I was like and just looked at her she's like what I was like that's a fifteen dollar pint oh. <laughs> she's like actually for I'm a gonna pint savor it I know I know but it's just like it's a, it's an expensive one in the bottle too yeah, right yeah. yeah she was like oops was it was it was it <laughs> what was the beer too. Yeah, like a full pint. So. What was the beer, sir? Uh, jelly cake. Oh, the jelly yeah, cake. Okay, yeah. it's like ten odd dollars, of maybe more for a little yeah. bottle. Oh, yeah. So they've gone to cans for a lot of their stuff now too. Oh, have they? Yeah, they had a huge canning run the other day. They put in a lot of their base, like pilsners and. Um, oh, I did see and, that. Like, yeah, some of their IPAs, Roman Candle, oh. and stuff like that. Huge canning cool. run, and they're going to be putting more stuff in now too. So. I don't know, maybe we see Jelly King cans, fingers crossed. I was thinking about, because we're going to get Drick Decker's later, is I was wondering if Forwinds is ever going to do that. In cans? Something like, yeah, get away from the bombers and go to cans with like... With, some stuff in cans. They do yeah, some, but yeah. like, you know... They like, keep like the double IPA in bottles mm-hmm. and the, that. And that's and, that series too, yeah, I guess. Um, and then the nicer stuff is Cork and Cage, but they don't do much anymore in just like the regular bombers. Mm. No, it's, just that. yeah. Um, huh. Everything else is, is moved to camp. So I guess it's a nice little. Yeah. yeah cool. One really interesting one. It was a sour sop sour on nitro. Okay. I had the that. Weirdest mouthfeel. Yeah, it, it was, was like, really odd. Really creamy and. That was the Blood Brothers one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Couldn't quite. What's a sour sop? It's that type of <laughs> fruit. Yeah, <laughs> sour sop's a, like, it's something like. I think um, it's like South Asian fruit, maybe? Yeah, I think it's a root, actually. I could be wrong. I can't remember. And it might be sour. I would assume so. <laughs> anyway, um, events so. coming up over the next little while. I'm staring awkwardly at my computer right now because my cell phone died. Oh, today. yeah, we're on location to Ed's house tonight. We've yeah. been to all three of our houses now. Yeah. RIP to my cell phone. I am now cell phone free. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. It's going to be an adjustment. Just before um, that, I'll cut in. Soursop is a fruit of uh, Ananona. I can't pronounce this. A broadleaf flowering <laughs> evergreen tree. So okay, ah. Mur- Muricata. It kind of looks like a pear yeah. with like it's weirder like a, seeds in this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I think it's also might. Is it known as prickly pear? Maybe I don't know. Anyway, okay. Sour sop. It's a thing. Just gonna hit some highlights here. Coming up uh, this weekend in Victoria, we've got the Four Winds and Tacos Day. Mm-hmm. So it's like bringing the Four Winds tasting to the experience to the Drake. Yeah. yeah. He's done that three years now, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it's a I think Seamus comes over and at least does some tacos with the guys in the Drake and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, end of May, there's a whole bunch of events to it. Um, definitely look them up because it's. Well, Vancouver. we're starting event season. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
Well, Vancouver Beer Week, and it's a bit different from the Victoria Beer Week that it's like breweries put on events, mm-hmm. but then they have like an opening one, and then then they close with like a two day festival of basically like the GCBF of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's, and the PNE. And the, the PNE is yeah. open all summer. You go to the PNE. There's, I, I think, at the PNE that beer garden, the v, the the Vancouver Beer Week one is open all summer. It's oh. just a beer garden. Hmm. Yeah, never been so. And that's on the 31st, and then um, a couple of cool things coming up on the 1st. Hypoxia at Phil's mm. Backyard, like a festival of hops. That's on June 1st, Always right? Always fun. Yep, June 1st. And same day in Vancouver, ra- ba- God damn it, uh, Darby's is doing their rare beer and barbecue day. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what you define as a rare beer. It's non-local beer. Do they say who they're doing the barbecue with? Is it is it Big Day Barbecue going to be doing with them or not? If you don't know who Big Day Barbecue is, they're uh, a couple of chefs from uh, Campagnolo and the guy who owns DL Chicken in Vancouver, and they basically started a pop-up barbecue joint. They take it around now. Originated at Powell Street Brewing, and I believe Dave from Powell, he's the tall guy. He's big, good friends with them, and they basically bring their barbecue set up to now, I think they got 50 events planned. And set up a big barbecue pit. So, they just had one at the opening of House of Funk, which is now open. Yeah. yeah and their beers look really good. Doesn't say, but it seems to be quite a few local brewers this year. There's Parkside, Strange Fellows, stuff like that. I think in previous years, when I've looked at it, it's been like American, but I don't know. Maybe cool. it's draft only rarities. Who knows? Cool. But yeah, so those many are the rarities now to up. get from, from Canadian breweries, too. So, yeah, true, finally. True. We've finally got enough. Better, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring back that that Titian from Steel and Elk. God, that was so good. That should cover us, I think, until we're back. Yeah. Um, I will be absent for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. You're going to going the Holy to Land. Belgium, yeah. Yes. And the UK. And the UK. The, <laughs> and the, the UK. Less than Holy Land. Think of your co-hosts as you're over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But enjoy yourself. If yeah. you bring us any Cantian back, we'll be... Definitely. And a lock of Jean Valois hair. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have much, but I just need a lock. If it's just later, you can just bring me a basket back. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. You're gonna have like six baskets ta- like t- like taped to your backpack just for I everyone. Just mail them yeah. to myself. That's I guess. fair. Yeah. I guess it's not oh, booze. Those are nice and light, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so we're gonna end our um, event segment. We're gonna jump into beer news next shortly, and then we're gonna do a longer segment, obviously, because it's beers. Uh, where we're going to be talking about the winners of the Canadian Brewing Awards, which were just held yeah. in Toronto. And we cleaned uh, up in BC. BC actually did very well. So yeah. uh, we're able to get a bunch of the um, ones that placed and or won um, mm-hmm. on our shelves. Yep. So we're going to pop those just after a quick beer segment. So stick around. Welcome back to the pod. There was no laughing in between the segments yeah. there. This was actually a quick <laughs> segment. Serious, we usually yeah. just like cut in and cut out really quickly yeah. and sorted ourselves. Yeah. Um, so, we biggest news, I uh, guess, in the past is the Canadian weeks. Brewing Awards. Is the no, Canadian I'm, I'm just joking. Yeah. We're going to talk about that later. So, we're just going to talk about one story during the news because yeah. I think we all brought the same story. So, yeah. Uh, and it's it was, kind of a big one. Yeah. And they're not really calling... They're, actually, this article calls it an acquisition. Uh, Boston Beer Company, which is um, Sam Adams plus... What is it? Um... 
Twisted. twisted uh, is it Twisted Tea? Or, no, no. Uh, oh. They do a couple of other... They do a cider, and they also do some other um, carbonated alcoholic beverages. Right. But So Boston Beer Company uh, acquired Dogfish Head Brewery in a deal worth $300 million. Um, over, less than, over $300 million, apparently. And less than Ballast Point, though. Ballast Point was a billion. Billion dollar. Oh, and that was like... But that was also know, a spirits ago. company, too, right? So. Oh, Ballast Point. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, still, I guess Dogfish Head is just beer, pretty just much. Just beer, pretty yeah. much. I think Ballast Point was bigger than Dogfish Head, too. Um, but I guess the maybe the most shocking thing we talked about first is it's a craft brewery buying a craft brewery. Well, yeah. it's, it's not. It's an independent brewery. Yes, it's yeah, it's craft because they they do a lot, and their their beers are still really pretty good. Who? Um, which Sam which Adams? Company? I was at Sam Adams and I tried a bunch of their beers there, and I was like, these aren't like bad. Like some yeah. of their like like ones they tried like for new new. There is. In my mind, a giant caveat behind the term craft beer in front of their name. Yeah. Is that, and this is not to knock them, but like the Brewers Association who defines what a craft brewery is, um, they've been members since day one and mm-hmm. they are members and they, they lobby it to include themselves because they still consider themselves a craft brewery. And the Craft Brewers Association keeps, sorry, the Brewers Association keeps moving the goalposts that define what a craft brewery <laughs> is in terms of the amount of mm-hmm. barrels or production per year yeah, right. based on Sam Adams' production. Wow. So they keep um, increasing it because craft breweries keep getting bigger and bigger, and the biggest one keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, so right. I don't know. If for you that's what defines craft brewery, then they are a craft brewery. For me, it kind of just feels like... I always, I'm always thinking of like breweries like that that haven't been acquired by a macros in the sense brewery yeah like do like duval duval i consider them to be an independent brewery not a corporate brewery but, but they are a corporate brewery the thing is is that i'd say a lot of these breweries are run just exactly <laughs> the same as a corporate brewery the corporate's a hard term though because a lot of breweries are corporations yeah mm. like ours is yeah because it's three shareholders and a small corporation. Yeah. So like, it's like, what do you, where do you like, Sam like, Adams yeah. is the same promotion as Budweiser. If you think about it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Duval doesn't. The other thing is like, I've read some articles about, um, Jim Cock, who's like their, um, founder, not CEO anymore, but their founder. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. He, he's, he did an, an, he did an interview about two and a half years ago where he's just whinging about IPAs and hazy IPAs and how mm-hmm. it's ruining craft beer and yet they came out with IPA Rebel IPA like ah. four months later, and then they followed suit with all kinds of IPAs. And their IPAs are just designed to take other local IPAs off tap wherever they go. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know they come into a new market uh, or, or like a market like let's Tampa, Florida, or something. And they say like to that bar like, hey, you know, get our IPA on tap. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll do this they for all you or something, like that. right? They all, all kind of work. work like that. So that's why it just feels a little bit like big beer when you're trying to do national coverage for an IPA. Same with Goose Island; yeah, are, they uh, happen to be owned by AB InBev, but they yeah. operate the exact same way. Well, Allagash, I think, works the same way too. When yeah. I was in Boston, like Allagash White was almost on every town. That's because it's a fantastic beer. Well, I'm not <laughs> saying it's not, but like their presence in all the stores were. As, like, you would see Driftwood. Yeah. Like, on special, like, Allagash tables. But it's, like, instead of, like, you know, like, Old Cellar Dweller and, uh... Yeah. It's, like, like Barrel-Aged Croyo and, uh... Like, <laughs> all their, like, heavy, heavy, like, really, like, well-done Barrel Series stuff. Which is, like, fucking all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess it's, uh... 
not that shocking that Boston Beer Company bought Dogfish Head. Dogfish Head is like one of the mo- more exciting big breweries. They did a club there. together yeah. eight years they, ago. They right? make interesting, maybe not always hit the nail on the head, but they put out mm-hmm. a lot of weird, interesting stuff. They've done a lot of like mm-hmm. innovative uh, research into yeast and mm-hmm, dry yeah. hopping. And so their goal is to push the, the, the envelope. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, uh, did you ever watch, watch the documentary series on him, Sam Kellajone, and running Dogfish Head? I didn't know. Oh, it was yeah, on. Um, I think I watched a couple of YouTube's. Yeah, it, it, it was a it was a, a documentary series following him around, like day in the life of kind of him at the brewery and doing weird stuff. And yeah. uh, it was really good, but it was only there were only like five episodes, and they canceled it. Oh, uh, it was on like uh, the Discovery Network or something. Hmm. Um, but he's kind of a goof. But he's a pretty fun, interesting goof running a, a fun, interesting brewery. Yeah. So it was really good. They did a whole episode on the chicha beer that they put out. Yep. Oh, okay. Where they got, they, they, he went to Peru and researched it all and went back and oh, got wow. their whole staff to sit around. They did Emily's enzyme testing on all the employees and found out most of the females were better at, they had more of the enzymes in their saliva able to break down the starches in the um, dried maize. Oh, wow. So they had all their female employees sitting around chewing corn yeah. all day at their desk, spinning it into buckets to get enough to, to brew a batch for the... Because they still run a brew pub as well yeah, yeah. in Rehoboth Beach. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've always um, kind of admired him and, and the company because... Yeah. They, they, yeah, they were they were always wacky enough to be actually like, hey, we're actually making like well-crafted products. Yeah, You kind of always wanted to get what they had I mean some of their beers are still legendary yeah like their dark brown whatever their imperial brown India, or their, the uh, India brown ale like, God, that's the so that good. was the first well one of the first um like brown IPAs yeah. mm. uh, 120 minute yeah. yeah that's yeah. like I have you know, friends legendary. of mine who, who are Old from that out. like that area in, in uh, like Virginia and like uh, Delaware and all that and they're like, yeah, like our wedding beer or our like anniversary beer when we started dating was under 20 minute. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's also not surprising in a business sense that they sold it um, because they're the him and his wife, Sam Kendall and his wife mm-hmm. are netting a massive amount of Boston beer stock. Oh, wow. Uh, they will receive 406,000 shares of Boston beer stock <laughs> at an agreed share price of $314 per share. So if you want to do the math. Plus, their own shareholders in their company will also receive $173 million in cash from this deal. So it's like... Wow. I I, I heard... $173 million... To their shareholders, not even... Not themselves, to the other shareholders in their company. So, um, who was it? The founder of Lagunitas. I forget it. His name escapes me right now. I heard an interview with him. We made a really good point. Like, his shareholders that bought him at his brewery in the beginning, they'd never been paid back. And it had been like 15 years. And he took a buyout because he was like, they're finally all going to get paid. Mm-hmm. These people believed in me when we were nothing mm-hmm. and all this. So, like, I can see, you know, yeah. they're going to make, what is it, $12 million off of it. And then their shareholders are all going to. Yeah. Damn. That's I a lot of money. It's it a is a lot of money. money. Um, Tempting. Where does it come from? I can see. Yeah. I wonder, what do you think the, the reason behind it is? Like for this, this act- yeah. What would you like? Why would Boston Beer Company do acquire another mm. beer company? Well, they probably like being in the article I read from Brewbat. I don't know if that's one you're reading, Adam. No, I'm just reading like the CNBC. I mean, yeah. they talk about how they did a collab together in eight years ago. Okay, so they probably just became friends and they yeah. kind of got to know each other. And you know, there was probably always them like you know the big Bo- or Boston Beer Company just kind of like 
hey man, like you know, we can set you, we can set you. Because well, like now all these big companies are trying to get more craft companies underneath their belt. Yeah. So it just. And, you know, there's a lot of craft beer companies that are struggling. They're seeing the market and how it's changing. So maybe they're like, well, you know, we're going to get left yeah. in the dust pretty quickly. They'll and probably see it in, in sales reports. And it comes with a full team to take care of everything. Yeah. So yeah. Dogfish Head, they're running a pretty big company right now, and they might not feel t- entirely comfortable going forward. Suddenly, you get bought, and it's like, oh, I don't have to try and run this company anymore. This company's going to run it. I just get to do yeah. this stuff. I don't have to decide, like... Mm-hmm layoffs or you know hard yeah. decisions like that right and hmm. that goes to people other people so is do we consider Dogger Shed not a craft beer company anymore well I would always according to the Brewers Association they will both be craft beer companies <laughs> yeah because uh, like, it's a craft beer, beer company the beer, craft. the beer doesn't really change that much does it I mean Dogger Shed's already at such a huge like they're mm-hmm. pretty massive yeah uh, but like all the ones that are like even like um, what's the face? Um, Hey Topper, um, Alchemist, they're yeah. pumping out a huge brew house. Yeah. Like everyone's just like, they know the name of the game is volume and everyone knows that. Yeah. Yeah. So they keep growing. Yeah. 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 Crazy. I don't, I don't know if we're ever going to see any here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get, if you go down to Seattle, you can find Dogfish Head pretty easily. We get already. Yeah, like, so yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. even going to change that. Um, we had it here for a while. Someone was bringing it in. Well, I think the tough thing is the American market for us right now is really suffering. Just mm. it's price, and like now price that, for what you're getting. Too. Well, that, and that's it. The Canadian quality, I think, has done leaps and bounds, and yeah. so like we're finally getting pretty damn close yeah. to where they they're ahead of us. Yeah. Uh, we're close, and so now the price is like well, twenty dollars for this bottle or um, twelve dollars for something local, right? Yeah, it has to be like even now we got all the Oxbow stuff in, and it's like. 25 bucks for 375 milliliters. I know, I really want to really try it. Dice. Yeah. We did a really roll of dice on that. I heard it's really good stuff. The, but, hey, man, yeah. the fi- there's a $5 bottle that came in. Like, it's their mm-hmm. uh, farmhouse Pump. pale ale, and it is very good. Okay. Like, very, very good. Super dry, a little bit of hoppiness. Like, it was, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I know, but if you think about it, you can find something dry and hoppy local now, right? Yeah. So, well, no, yeah. this was very deep and well rounded. Okay. This was like a really well-crafted product. Okay. So it wasn't like they just, it was a fuck-off beer. It was like, this is, Jesus, yeah. God bless. This is really something nice. Yeah. So, now um, I want to drink some beer. Yeah. We should start doing it. We should have all <laughs> this talk. Okay, um, so when we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, Canadian Brewing Awards and we're going to drink award winners. Our taste oh, buds yeah. are ready. Okay, welcome back. I'm your positive host, and uh, we are returning talking about the Canadian Brewing Awards. Such a penis head. I know, giant penis head. Uh, so we're just gonna drink award winners and talk about kind of yeah. the results because um, as interesting results as, as Canadian Brewing is growing, it's really interesting to see who's winning now, and yeah. this competition mm, but, is getting bigger. But remember, the people remember the, the only, simple things. You remember the simple things. You only win. If you enter, yeah. Yes. So these are the beers that were entered and won. So when you're not used to seeing people like Bellwoods, you're not used to seeing people like Two Crows, you're not used to seeing people like um, Boombox or Superflux. Like they didn't enter, 
So you're like, well, we oh, don't know. We don't know. We don't, I don't, we don't know. Nobody yeah. publishes. Well, I, know, I think Driftwood doesn't enter anymore. I've heard they don't enter anything. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of people don't enter because they don't want that kind of a claim, but a lot of people do enter. It also, to be, as a brewery owner, it costs money. It does. Yeah. It costs money per entry. So I can see, like, people like us, we were like, uh, should we? Should we not? I don't know. Like, yeah. we just kind of, like, said, oh, maybe next year. So right, you, it's, right. a, it's also a judgment call. Do you want to invest money into this? And mm-hmm. do you want to fly out mm-hmm. to Toronto in case you, you win something? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it, it's, a, it's an investment as well. Well, Chris and I were talking about this, and it's like, well, a lot of other award shows, like, even when we won our awards for En Route and all that, like, we didn't really have to, it didn't cost us money. Like, people came and dined at a restaurant and then we get rated and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, I sent Palangrino Awards for the like, best restaurants in the world. They like that's a that's that's a panel of people that dine everywhere and like like Michelin Guide and it's dying like you're you're paying through your sweat and and all your team in order for that to, for the guide to, to pick you so it's weird that you would have to just enter like there should be literally a if this is like if if it's how big it is now like you sh- they should just be going around and trying the beers my only thing is that beer competitions are a thing. Like the beer judges are, it's a real thing. Like there is a full set of yeah, qualifications. They're saying you get. Uh, best BJCP. in Canada is these. I know, but I'm sure the judging good. panel was full of Cicerones and BJCP um, certified people. So like, um, and this is the way it's been done in beer. Okay, it's yeah. not visit everywhere around the world, be, uh, every place because, you know, you go to a brewery and they might have twenty things on tap and only three of them are packaged, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a little bit unfair. Like to, you have to hit this brewery like the day that they're tapping this or something so this just makes it like an official way to you can't really do that with food right you have to be served the plate right then and there Hmm. beer is a packaged product that can not withstand very well but it can withstand a little bit of age in it in a bottle but with these are just done the same way you don't enter to the academy the academy just chooses you they watch the movie yeah, uh, I think you have to enter. I think you have to enter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 And it costs money. Yeah. Really? Um, anyway, yeah. so anyway, what's in our glass? I'm going to shut up now. So we're, um, <laughs> first, I think this is an interesting thing because um, this is a weird category I find to have in the competition. It's a Keller beer, Zwickel beer category. And um, the three winners, two of them are, um, one is local here. It's Moon Underwater, mm-hmm. which is the bronze place. And then mm-hmm. the one we're drinking now is Simple Things uh, Pilsner by Steel and Oak Brewing which is uh, very over in the West. I, I do like this Pilsner. It's a, um, oh, they yeah. call it a German-style Pilsner. I like it. Crystal clear. It's snappy. It's got nice firm bitterness. Um, smells like, you know, it's got that herbal, spicy type thing going on in it. You know, for something that's that's referred to as simple, like, it is still very, like, well-rounded. No, but I love, that's why it's called Simple Things. It's just, you know, something simple done well. Mm-hmm. I know we've done a Pilsner show. Yes. Um, but since then, I've tried a whole bunch of Pilsner. I'm just like... Eh. But this one I really mm. enjoy. Like yeah, I've had this one before, and every time I have, I'm like, it's really flavorful. I recommend this over, like when I was working at the liquor store too. I recommend this a lot over a lot of other pilsners. It yeah, it was very well. I think done. it's the hop presence over mm. a lot. Like a lot are just like really malty. But my um my question here mm-hmm. is, I'm not knocking Steel and Oak mm-hmm. nor Moon Underwater, who I we know well. Um, I just question the category. You know what a oh. Keller beer or a Zwickel beer is? Yeah. So Zwickel's the German word for the um, the spigot on the tank, mm. and essentially it, it's a freshly drunk um, oh, pilsner right, right. or lager. Mm-hmm. So it means drinking it straight off the tank. So you, in the Czech Republic, they would serve it off like a wooden bat, like mm-hmm. you drink it straight from there. In Germany, you would be like serving it straight from the tank. 
and uh. it's unfiltered. And so it's like a pilsner or a lager that's got a little bit of like yeast in it. It's huh. got some yeast character. So it's like I, I'm I'm a little bit curious as to why what these that? pilsners are in that category. It's like because I had a Zwickel beer at the Drake yesterday, which was Boneyard. It was a mango sour. Mm. So. Maybe they're using Zwickel there to Maybe. mean like they package it off the tank. I don't know. Because um, uh, this to me. Well, then what? But the one that won is Pump House, and it's a Schwartz beer. I thought Schwartz beers were darker. They are dark yeah. beers, which yeah. is, again, this is strange to me. So, But this beer is crystal clear. Yeah. Is there a Pilsner category? There is. Yeah. And oh. there's a, a dark lager so, category. I feel so, some I, of I the just, categories are a little askew, though, because. Yeah. You choose what category to enter. Yes. Yeah. Though, right? You choose, and then there's Castile one. and Oak won for their dark lager in the dark. But then, if you look, mm. the winning beer of the Zwickel beer one is a Schwartz. Well, even if you look at the oh. just going a yeah. little touch off topic, the Belgian style sour ale. Yeah. They loop in Flanders Red, Ode Bruin, Lambic slash Goozy, which is stupid, and Fruit Lambic. Because into none one of those are allowed to enter because they're not fucking Canadian beers. Yeah. Uh, How yeah. can it be a Lambic? Belgian style sour though is what they're. I know, but it just says yeah, lambic, lambic and yeah. goose like that. Those are not Canadian styles. So that's why, why it's weird how you saying that it's it's cicerones and like it's all these old, people are okaying these categories to be done. No, when, they're they're just judging. Yeah. they're not okaying the category. It's uh, the but they're still yeah. They're still you're you're judging. You're like what like. I would be like, why the fuck is that happening? Why is we doing this like this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So anyway, uh, and they might they're gonna be like, uh, this is just the way we do it. <laughs> okay. If you don't like it, leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, okay. Don't drink. <laughs> but don't I want to drink the Don't drink the free beer. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, I not I'm not saying this is not a great beer. I, I no. think it should yeah. win for Pilsner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Potts Pils is nice too, though. It's one of his best beers. And that usually yeah. wins in. Uh, either Zwickel or um, yeah. German lager. Oh, mm-hmm. right, right. Or like sometimes it's like there's like a North American style lager and there's European style lager. So it's just a little bit frustrating that it doesn't follow like the BJCP mm-hmm. very yeah. closely. Like it should just, that's an accepted set of style guidelines in my opinion and we should, they should just follow that yeah. a little bit. We should, now I think, oh, should have grabbed the 78 Kolsch. I, I did see that, but it was a bronze placement. Yeah. The the interesting thing for us is that a local small brewery, Axe and Barrel, won gold for their Kolsch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, and, that's uh, a really good one. And I I couldn't find it. They don't package it. Do they send a keg then in that kind of case? No, I assume they package. <laughs> yeah, the, like just as a one off. Yeah. yeah, Garrett from uh, was telling me the other day that he packaged up a whole bunch of beers that were just like unlabeled, just like uh, noted for award shows and stuff like that yeah, too. Yeah. So. I think there's only certain uh, uh, beer awards ones where it has to be like something that is commercially available. Yeah. I cracked another one. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. This is the Jerkface 9000. And do you know what category this was in? Wheat beers? Uh, I think American style wheat. It's a Northwest wheat. uh, American style, I think, yeah. Belgian style wheat, and then it goes right to wheat beer style German. I've drunk this. And then it goes right to Baltic Porter. Like, where is is this? Um, Where are we going with this? Uh, it's wheat beer, but North American style. And oh, this okay. is the gold medal winner. Um, yeah. Indie Ale House was silver. Indie Ale House has a wonderful, wonderful beer. Yeah. So have you ever had their stuff? No, but a good friend of mine um, that I brewed with in Korea, he worked there for a while. Mm-hmm. And he told me really good things. My sister sent, my sister lives near them, and she goes there all the time. And 
She sent me a whole bunch for Christmas two years ago. They were really, really good. They've always been, and they're always invited to uh, uh, Witchstock too, which is the Bellwoods Fest that they do every year now. This one is different than I used to get. It's a little socky. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a strange hop aroma to it. I mean, it's hoppy, but it's got like a a gym sock type hop character to yeah, it. Yeah, right, actually. Where did you store this in your... Um... How old is this one? <laughs> I this up like 10 minutes ago. It just like goes pretty quickly, that one. Yeah, it does. It tastes a little bit grassy, um, but yeah. So Jerkface Nine Thousand, like this has been around for a while. They just call it yeah. Northwest Wheat. It used to be a lot, so meatier, it's just a, like toastier. And I mean, I, I hate to burst your bubble, but wheat malt doesn't taste like anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it really like if if I made you the same beer with a hundred percent Pilsner malt and, the, and then half and half, wouldn't you notice. probably wouldn't notice. The only thing it might be a little bit drier. Yeah, it's every day with you. Yeah, like you'd have to get into the other wheat varieties, like you know, like flaked wheat and Mm. like uh, torrified wheat and stuff, Uh, Mm. raw wheat, um, which is in lambic, to get like weediness out Mm. of it. Yeah, wheat malt doesn't taste a lot like wheat. Um, What people think of whip whip beer and hefeweizen, those are both yeast driven beers. Yeah, a whip beer tastes like whip beer yeast, and a hefeweizen tastes like hefeweizen yeast. They don't take it. That's where it's all. And the cloudiness is not. Just because of um, wheat, it's because of the yeast. Right, right. So North American style wheat, I guess what they mean here is it can be a hoppy wheat beer, because mm-hmm. American style wheat beer is just nothing. Yeah, it's like a a cream ale type thing. Like the uh, what's the company that did it first in Portland? Uh, Widmer. Yeah, Widmer. Yeah. yeah. The funny wow. thing, though, is they call it a Hefeweizen. Yes. They call it the Widmer Hefe, and it's really annoying because it definitely is not a Hefe. That's, like, the only one we can get from Widmer now these days and around here. Yeah, they're... they're well, they're, they're CBA now. Are they? Yeah, or CBC or whatever they're called. Or they're, they're owned by the same company that is owned by Kona. Oh, okay. So it was funny when I got Kona kegs around here, they would actually have, like, Widmer stamps on them. Huh. Missed the trick here. I do have a North American wheat beer glass from Spiegler. Oh, nice. Should have used it. North American ah. style wheat beer glass. Yes. Oh, we got these I also stupid have, drink I also have a wheat beer glass, too. Yeah. So it's like, How'd you get three of these glasses? Well, different ones. Oh, they're different yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, different years, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I went to two different years, and I should have two, but I don't know where they are. I've got a couple. This has got a chip in it, by the way. That's I funny. know. Yeah. So I gave it to you. Yeah. Oh, I like a little bit of uh, metallic in my, in my beers. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about get rid of it. No. Why do they keep changing the font on every year? Like when it just the, well, the Cantillon logo keeps changing slightly. Yeah. That's what's changing mm-hmm. on these glasses. It's interesting. Yeah, this one's little, and that one's that one's little, and that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The Drake logo's big. I think they obviously just ask for them to send. They make their own stuff for this stuff. Yeah, I think. They no, no, but the Cantillon. Oh. Sends them like, their like, what they call uh, like digital assets, right? Uh, right. Yeah, it's like I remember the first time someone sent us an email like, "I need your assets." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> they meant like, "I need like a good quality logo file," and I didn't know that's what it was called in the industry. <laughs> I didn't know that either, and I've dealt with that a couple of times. Yeah, need a digital logo. Yelltown Brewing one for their porter. There was um, so I was surprised. Like going before the awards, I thought like Ontario would annihilate everyone just because it was. In Ontario, they're going to be able to have the freshest beer. Like mm-hmm. you said, Ontario craft beer has just oh, grown, yeah. grown like crazy. Like over 200 breweries. I know. So I thought that they were going to clean up. But the BC Brewery is like 
held their own quite well, considering that it was in their turf. Which leads us to our next story, which I'm really excited oh, about. That it's going to be here next year. In That's Victoria. right, in Victoria. Yeah. And they said, I think it's crazy. Wouldn't we have it ten years ago here? I think the first ever might have been here. Someone was, was saying, "Yeah, I'm not sure if that's true or not." But, but from the stories I've heard, they they really enjoy they really enjoyed having it as us being the host city. But I like how it moves. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like because mm-hmm. um, like the Great American Beer Festival, which is like the American version. Mm-hmm. They have a big festival before mm-hmm. they do the award ceremony. They um, they keep have it every year in Denver, which is great. But I think it's nice that they're moving it. Mm-hmm. They move it every year. And um, The other big news coming out of the conference is they announced uh, a joint. They're joining the different wow. provinces' brewers' association. So there's like the BC Craft Brewers Guild. But now they're joining them all into the Canadian Brewers' Association. It's a good idea. Very, a very, very good idea because um, in Canada, like we should almost have a municipal guild, a provincial guild, and a federal guild just because as a brewery here you have to deal with Three levels of government. Yeah, that's true. Plus your local health authority, so. It's a nightmare. Yeah, so it's four levels of government. Um, Absolute nightmare. Yeah, I think we should go with that next year, holding up a large bottle of Mistral. I picked that up because I was having trouble finding award winners, and then I walked into Vessel, and I was like, oh, hello. (laughs) This one's a delicious one. All these, all these, uh, these 750s that they've been putting out from Strange Hills have just been dynamite. Was, they just put out another one. So this is one of the. Uh, this is quite far down on the list. Um, I'm just going to bring it up here. I think it was. Yeah. So this category is wood and barrel aged beer, pale to amber slash dark. <laughs> so it goes from pale to dark. So I think it covers everything except like stout. <laughs> so like, what know. do you compare? Like, what are the ones? I, that I don't know. Out? So like, um, in its category, like this is insane. But in its category, again, I'm not trying to knock. These are suggestions. Maybe we can get better next year when they're in Victoria. I can go, you know, talk to someone. Have a few drinks until someone. Just because the uh, silver, the silver beer in this category is Clifford Barrel Aged Porter, (laughs) which um, I guess is a dark barrel aged beer, and then this is a very light barrel aged beer, but it's a barrel aged saison, Riesling saison at that. So it's a fruit beer. That's got to be weird as a judge when you get these three beers Riesling, that taste though? completely it's different. Barrel. Yeah, it's Riesling. Is it Riesling grapes they use? Yes. Wow. Yeah. You want to read the barrel? But I just thought it's a weird a barrel category. Of, we have a barrel here? Celebrated by some as a wind of God health. Or sorry, a wind of good health. Wow, I'm drunk already. Uh, the you mis- just can't read words. I can't read <laughs> words. I'm, yeah. I have really thick glasses, too. Put that down before you hurt someone. (laughs) Um, Riesling stays on. Um, It uh, barely stays on. Come on, let's go. It doesn't actually say that they use Riesling grapes in it. Is this barrels? Uh, It says character dry, bright, with Riesling-like hints of lime, petrol, and dry earth. So if you look uh, it up on their website, they've got, like, the proper recipe, but... Yeah, the labels are kind of poetic. Yeah, so I, I am a bit confused, though, whether it was Riesling barrels or if it's... Um, oh. But Riesling wine from Germany is famous for having that diesel, uh, like, diesel-like character when they yeah. say petrol on this label. So it is an interesting question whether mm. this has... Uh, well, let's taste it. it smells great. Mm-hmm. Mm. <coughs> hmm. 
well, definitely definitely has a, a wine-like flavor it does, yes. to it. Uh-huh. I'd be surprised if this didn't have... Natural grapes? Yeah. <laughs> Google that shit, Brian. Hmm. It's not <laughs> sour, though, so that's why I think... Well, it, it has it, a it, touch it, of sour, like... It, it tastes kind of like a well-blended barrel sour, but I don't... It's just a saison, right? It's just mm-hmm. a saison, yeah. Um, and I don't find it as dry as the label says. It's got a lot of fruit. Yeah. It's yeah. got a lot of fruit. It's got some tartness to it. Um, I mean, when did this come out? Sometime? I get a little bit of butteriness, too, oh. that I sometimes get from barrel-aged saisons. Okay. Not in a bad way, like not overly diacetyl or something, but just like right. this... Little butteriness. This is old though, so this mm. had time to calm down. I mean, yeah. How old is that bottle? Like, I feel like it's been sitting at vessel for a long time. On this this show. is quite definitely a bit of sediment in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they date, they date them at all, but mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, it kind of tastes like someone carefully crafted and, and blended a bunch of different barrels. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just the way it came out and the way it, it took to the bottle. Yeah. Um, it's quite enjoyable though. Oh yeah. This is a great... Like, all these 750s by them are always... They're always good. And they're always, like, well executed. If you have a Boris, though, drink it. Yeah. Those are not meant to be kept. <laughs> well, that's it. So, one of the confusing things about stout labels is... Wine labels, they have a consistency. You know that the the date on the bottle is the date that it was harvested. The grapes were harvested, and then the wine was started. Mm-hmm. But with stouts, some people put on the year that it went, like the year they release it. So yeah, like Singularity like, says Singularity 2019. Yeah, mm. and that's Whereas, what lies in the bottle. I know, but the way, I would argue that the way Strangefellas does it is more correct. When wow. they say, like, this is Boris 2018, so because that's the year we put it into barrels. We brewed the beer and then put it into barrels. We're releasing it now, but you know that it went into barrels in 2018. Yeah. It yeah. tells you more information. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Driftwood one, it just tells you, like, when you bought the beer. Mm-hmm. I'd rather know when it was put. That's well. It also, I think, the driven only goes into it goes into barrels in 2019. It only goes into barrels know, for like, like two three, weeks. Yeah, it's not is, a long time. It's three. Is months. that it? It only goes into barrels for like three or four weeks, maybe. No. Yeah, hundred percent. Not a long time. It used to be longer, I believe. No, it's not aged long. It's not like months. It's like weeks. That's shocking. Well. I hate, I, yeah, it's not shocking to me, but that it's, is shocking It's like to a me. kiss of barrel, and then it comes out. Okay. This Just, one, though, is X, X Riesling. Riesling? Riesling? I don't know. Riesling. Riesling? Riesling. Okay. X Riesling barrels. Okay. X Riesling? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They broke up with the Riesling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so no actual grapes in it. Yeah, it is. Like, the barrel had a bunch of Riesling in it, and it was like, nah, it's just not working <laughs> out. Get, you know... Feel like uh, I need a little uh, Pinot Grigio <laughs> up, up, in, up in me. Oh God! <laughs> Let's see where you go with that. Yeah, or saving. I'm just saving uh, Yang Blank. I'm just uh, you know being inspired by the Mistral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got their, I've got the brown, uh, the Brett Brown Ale still at home. I had that when like I was there. Did you like it's it? Good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. good. It's no, got like this, like you gotta do brown ales. On the I show. know. Gotta do brown it's ales. unlike any other brown. It's got like a. It's de- it's got the aroma of like a a, a Flanders Eau de mm. like it's got that aroma to it. Oh, yeah. But then it drinks like a dry brown ale, which mm. I loved. So it, nice. um, yeah, yeah, that's a good it, one. I, I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, me too. I ha- I only had it there, and mm. I really liked it. Um, I was lucky because when I was out there tasting, I was a little bit shocked that they only have like 
six to seven beers on tap there. Mm. And like four of them are their core beers. They like have the a bottle can- list as well. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Know. I was there on my own quickly, so I didn't get to. The vintage bottle list. They're they're now allowing uh, you to buy them we, there. Yeah, you can get I remember the buying fellowship beers. Yeah. Too, oh, I did not know that. I bought a gray beard when I was there, and I was like, yes. Okay, yes. that's very good info because I was a little bit disappointed that like a brewery of their size and their quality. Yeah. When I was there, had six beers on tap. Uh, well, it's well, funny. I made I made a not a stink, but like when I was there the one day, I was like, "Do you have any gray beard?" Like to, I could buy, and they're like, "Well, are you part of the fellowship?" I'm like, "No." And they're like, "But is there any like you sold out of all of them?" She's like, "Well, we have bottles left." I'm like, "Can I just buy like one right now?" And they're like, "Well, you have to buy the fellowship." I'm like, "That's fair. That's the that's the program they want to do." And I'm like, "I'm ready to like." They're like, "Me and Frodo go way back." <laughs> yeah, me and Frodo. Well, Andrew was telling me like, if you go when I go to Cantillon, he's like, if you when you go, you got to do the tour to get beer to start with. Um, which is kind of weird um, but on tap they'll have the Goose the Lambic and Rosa de Gambinus yeah but you've got to ask for the bottle list and they don't tell you about it okay and that's where you get the good stuff so I was mm. like okay get that loop Pepe gonna just drive myself into debt here uh, you, you gotta get... ask in a certain way though okay oh, yeah. right. <laughs> you didn't know about that you ask in French yeah <laughs> oh do you really yeah uh, there's a, a daily code word. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah. My wife speaks French, so if I go to Belgium, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult. Sirens going by. We're in. We're in Ed's hood. <laughs> Yelp. Yelp. Yelp our reviews. I haven't spoken French. But... Yeah, the Yelp reviews for this apartment are coming in. <laughs> All concrete. Very cold there in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mold growing in the corner. We've established. The Guy screaming on his bike every morning. Yeah. That's me. That's you. <laughs> yeah. Lots of black metal coming out of it. Yeah. It's kind of interesting when black. I'm cycling in the morning on the I I have a stationary bike. Well it's it's a bike but it's on a stationary trainer thing. But it's by the window and I just watch the people on the crosswalk every morning. And that's creepy. Some, it it's some really fucking bad drivers, bad mm-hmm. pedestrians. This is a bad corner too, I've noticed. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. Like I have a question for you. We can. We're looking at a Romeo sign right now. Does anyone go there? I've it's had Romeo's really pizza busy. a couple times. It's I, busy. Tyler Dowling yeah, lives busy. like right there too. Oh, does he? Yeah, and actually, we should have. We should get him on the show. He's a really wealth of knowledge. But yeah, I went with Tyler Dowling. We get Romeo's pizza. He has a, um, uh, a YouTube thing. He does. Yeah, craft beer and video games. Yeah, right? yeah. he drinks really? craft beer and he plays video games know. and he like him and he makes that? fun of no. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh damn! He does yeah, it on I have YouTube. To check that out. We have to do it on YouTube. Yeah, sure. we should. We, we, we're going to post to YouTube. Uh, we'll have to so I, I have a proposal while we're talking that we take a bit of a hiatus and we come back stronger in September. September. Whoa, summer yeah. hiatus? We have Farmhouse Fest. Yeah. Well, we can do a couple like recordings, but maybe like, yeah, put them out late August or something. You're going away for a little bit. You're going while, away right? for a couple, couple of weeks. weeks. Yeah. You and I are busy. Yeah, that's all I'm saying is like, we're going to calm down a bit and like we can come back with a... You know, a, a stronger and better uh, second season hmm. with YouTube availability, YouTube availability, and um, be good. proper headshots yeah. and everything. Right? Whoa! No, just <laughs> yeah, good photographers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. just do do some posting or something like that to kind of anyway. make yourself prominent. Anyway, I'm not sure if that we can talk about that. We can also we'll do look one, it out. We can also just All start right doing now. one a month or something like that too. No. Anyway, we'll see. 
<laughs> it's just becoming harder and harder to meet up. That's yeah. all. Yeah. That's bad. yeah. Life gets in the way. We all are busy. So, next one. next one. Uh, I think the, you mean it's next terrace? Next terrace. <laughs> next to me is <laughs> the <laughs> neck terrace. Neck terrace. Uh, one of our what, what, one of our most famous BC beers. Well, it won uh, Best of Show here a couple of years ago, didn't it? I think so. Yep. And they've yep. won Brewery of the Year once or twice, I think. Yep. Um, this is obviously four wins. In the pursuit of sour, complex acidity balanced by tropical fruit esters gives way to a clean, tart finish. There we go. Look at you. Four wins. Look at you. Look at you pronouncing all the words. Look at me reading a small <laughs> sentence, eh? Not bumping. We've come so long. Come so far these days. Um, so this was the uh, gold medal winner in the American style sour ale category. Yeah. Um, so it's sour. Yeah. North American sour. Right? I love them. Yeah. Sours. Sours is so No, tasty. American sour. Oh, not North American style. So it's, the other weird thing is like a bunch of the categories are like North American style, and then this one is like no American style Brett beer, American style sour beer. Like, um, I guess pick, there's not just many. Just Canada, pick one. Yeah, yeah. South American sour beer. No, Central American sour beer. Yeah. Uh, there's oh, one. Brett there is one Holy South American shit. sour beer style oh. in the BJCP. Really? Katharina sour. It's a Brazil. You heard this? Oh no, no. Sorry. Uh, it's. The BJCP just came out with like four new styles that they're accepting as new categories. New England style hazy IPA being one of them. Oh, what kind of another one was Katharina Sour. Yeah. Uh, basically, you take a Berliner Weiss, three and a half, four percent sour, add local fruit. Oh, okay. Um, so in Brazil, they add they're adding whatever you know any of their local like tropical fruit to them. That's so, cool. Well, yeah, so those. technically, a fruited, a tropically fruited Berliner Weiss is now a Katharina Sour. Yeah. Yeah, and oh. the Catherine is named after um, in Brazil. I forget what Catherine is, but anyway, I'm guessing it's some kind of Catholic thing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Catherine the Great. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, like um, I, technically we have a Catherine sour on tap right now. Il Sabash. Oh yeah, because we just put out a um, a um, citrus fruited Berliner Weiss. So <laughs> when Karen went to El Salvador like a year and a half ago, she brought me back a few beers from brewery there I forget what they're called now and they were pretty good actually yeah and I had some from Costa Rica as well which okay. were decent yeah yeah so um, this is um, Nectaris thoughts uh, great as always Tastes it's like always nectar. delicious yeah it's a little bit really warm but a little bit that's warm, not against yeah. the beer yeah it's been in the office all day no yeah. worries um, yeah so um, I also wanted to shout out in this category um, I had this beer at the, we were there together. Ed, no. New World Sour by Lupulo Brewing was the bronze medal winner, and I thought that beer was fucking fantastic. Yeah, they had like a dry hop sour mm-hmm. on. Uh, they called it New World Sour at their tasting room. This is also a dry hop sour. We should say Nectaris. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This is one of we the also have first dry hop sours in BC. Yeah. yeah, and I, I just, I personally love the style. Mm-hmm. I think it is my one of my favorite sour you styles. Have a very nice dry hop sour. I love ours too. <laughs> and people keep coming in and saying like. You're so much better than Nectaris. I'm like, oh man, like don't do this. Simmer thing. fucking no. down. Nectaris, they, yeah. they've honed this recipe. I know. Down. It's and like, so good. And they've it, won so many things. They just won again. Yeah. yeah. Like to, this is and the it's amazing deserving. thing. Yeah. I know, but this is the amazing thing about this beer is they won best to show 
was it two or three years ago with it, and they're still winning gold with it now. That's the mark of a uh, of a like if you want to measure someone based on these Canadian Brewing Awards, that's mm-hmm. the way to do. it. I wonder if Jelly King enters. I would say that I would I'd take a Jelly King even. In, Personally, I'd probably take the Jelly King over this. Ooh. Well, yeah. you know, the, you know the whole correlation between these two breweries, right? No, I think Brent and I can't remember the guy, the head brewer of Bellwood. They went to brewing school together. Like they're super close. In Niagara, or I, th- I can't. I don't know where they did. I think maybe in Ontario. There's a the, that's yeah. the famous one in Ontario is in Niagara. Is, uh, that, okay. is that the Niagara Culinary Institute or at the Niagara College? Yeah, I think it's Niagara Falls. College oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, something else. Yeah, but I think that's. They have a weird correlation, so like a lot of the beers that they make are like weirdly intertwined. Yeah, I actually say that. Then a lot of four yeah. wins. Jelly and, King and yeah. Ectoris are like, like those are the only thing I like prefer about the Jelly King is that they have more variants. Wow, well, yeah, yeah. right? They don't do any variants for Nectaris, which no, I, I kind of really like. I still have a Cork so, Cage Nectaris too. Well, that's it. So when this mm. first came out, I was brewing in Korea, mm. and my parents were flying over, and they brought me two cork and cage bottles when it first came out oh. and it was fucking fantastic it was like, uh, it was I remember so searching for it. I remember walking into a liquor store in Whistler and going do you have any nectar I'm like oh it says we have we don't have any on the shelves it's weird like everywhere was sold out everywhere on the lower mainland and like they're like oh, I think we've got a it says we have 32 bottles or 24 <laughs> bottles or something like that Yeah. and they walked in the office like, oh yeah there's a case right here I'm like I'll take like half the case right now <laughs> Yeah. I remember that first one though like this is still really good but that mm. first one Cork and Cage one had so much stone fruit character it was like pure peach nectarine apricot mm. like yeah. and it's funny because the Pomona that comes out doesn't have that character as much but they advertise a lot of the nectarine peach in that mm. Pomona's still a great beer don't get me wrong but I, when that came out I was like shit that beer is going to be something else and I grabbed a whole whack of it and it's never really lived up to like what this beer has been Funny, because you always see this article saying crap beer fans never drink the same beer twice. People drink this shit like crazy. crazy. So when I used to work at the Drake, um, this was always when this was on tap, and this mm. is on tap quite often at the Drake. Mm-hmm. Like, and whenever they it's can one get of it, his biggest mainstays. Yeah, and if it's on, it just flies. Yeah, it's it outsells the Pilsners. Yeah, damn at the Drake, which is People insane. People love their yeah. sours, though. Although yeah. I must uh, do a little. Um, not so humble brag, if that's a thing. So it's just straight like up brag. Yeah. yeah, we sent a keg of our raspberry sour over there, and they said it was like one of their. Fa- it was that gone beer. in less than thirty hours. That oh, wow. beer and that was a, is so good. Dude. It was like a sixty liter keg we sent them. Wow, Six, a sixty liter keg. Holy shit! We have Damn. full oh, US fifty eight fifty eight point six. So it's nice. like a full US half barrel keg, nice. which wow. is like bigger than the fifties like other brewers use, and they went through it in a day. Yeah, Jesus, believe it. I couldn't believe it. Well, uh, dude, ben you, told me that he was bartending. And at one point, he looked around the room, and it was on every table. Every table, like wow. the only beer he could see. Congratulations! Yeah. Thanks, okay. the, the dude. Funny- you harnessed the fruit in that beer really, really well. Like that beer yeah. is like one of the nicest beers we've gotten out of BC in a very long time. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think, but I don't think we're doing anything that crazy. I think that a pale sour beer is the perfect vehicle for raspberries. Like, what are your like? Rosé de Gambrinus is one of the mm-hmm. best beers I've ever had because well, you're raspberries taking... are so delicate and, and they can be so tart. But in I hate when people stick them in American wheat beers. Mm. You get none of the tartness, so like mm-hmm. you're missing some of the raspberry. It yeah. comes across like, and I don't know how they're adding raspberries. So well, whatever. you're using more natural fruit though, aren't you? Yeah, we're using well, we're using puree, but it's um, BC sourced 
um, like height of season puree. Ah, uh, yeah. And I don't think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are either using. Some people probably get like berries for certain breweries. And some people are getting well, even puree. for us at our size, it's a bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we're only brewing it in like ten to twenty hectoliter batches, and adding that much puree to it is like, like we've got full <laughs> on mess. It's expensive, but I just mean the mess. Oh, like right. the mess in the tank and on the floor. Like <laughs> Andrew sent me a picture yesterday, like where we got a double batch <laughs> fermenting, and it looked like. People have murdered bodies all over a brewery floor. Like, oh my god, our tanks can't handle the. At least amount. you know you can hide now in your brewery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because uh, I, yeah, I come in and just put it all down the drain. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Um, put it in the barrels. Yeah, that's no, a beer it, that it I, is a really is. Anyway. anyway, for the BC beer ones, I think I'll probably submit that beer. So we'll I hear see. that your no Delhi Five is flying out in the tasting room right yeah. now. Yeah, cool. maybe I'll go tomorrow and drink. I'm a big fan of that as well. We've I, got a, I hate to, to do all these self plugs, but we've got a bunch of like yeah. really good beers about to come out, which I'm, I'm happy. We finally we're at that like six month phase mm-hmm. where we've got enough back stock that like we can put out good beers that we've just made, but we're now able to put out some barrel aged beers. Sweet. Uh, and I've got two. One of them I just put into the cold room today, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. Where, where, where's our beer at? Oh, so ours. So uh, actually, Ian and I have a plan tomorrow to clean and fill barrels. Hmm. Uh, what we did is that dreg addicts we made with Bobby with all of the dregs of all those beers, I fermented it out and we had about 45 liters of it. I stuck it into a 50 liter keg huh? at ambient temp. It's just been sitting there for about two months at ambient temp. Oh. Um, that is going to be the inoculant for four barrels. So okay. we're going to fill four barrels with like a Saison base hmm. and we're going to and they take that 40 liters that we got in the keg 10 liters into each barrel. Jesus. Nice. Nice moves. um, We're finally able... You talk like I talk, only with food. I know. (laughs) We're finally able to deal with it as... uh, So we can get into things. So in the fall, we might have some sort of um, beer, our own beer to talk about. Sweet. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I've never got to do a beer with... Well, Bagma and I brewed some really nice beer together, but um, never gotten to do a beer with someone, so that's good. (laughs) So... We have two gonna, beers left. We're going to be we're pretty slurry at that point. I thought someone had a um, straight flex in. I is didn't that what this is? Okay. <laughs> Cracking it. Did some heavy lifting. This one gold. Imperial yeah, Stout. It's a very good beer. It is. Non-barrel aged Imperial Stout, I'm assuming. Do they have yeah, a barrel aged Yeah, because the other ones would go into the oh. barrel aged category. So oh. I think that's why this is... Uh, straight flexing by Twin Sales over in Port Moody, Twin Vancouver. Sales, yeah. um, I would say like famous for their hops, but but I, I think it's their dark beers that are yeah, the. I've always yeah. been a big fan of their dark. They beers. kill it on those dark beers. I know. Ryan's got a good knack for that. I mean, the hops are kind of what made their names. So they had to keep pumping in a lot of that, but man, they've done some I really tell nice you what, dark beers. Um, we've released some dark beers that I like too, mm-hmm. and people always compliment us on them and it's not plug it's not a secret <laughs> it is being bolder mm-hmm. like i know you, you talk to a lot of birds like oh, i just want drinkability and you know I, I just want like things to be subtle and it's like no that's not what people like no I that's not yeah. what wins awards that's not what gets you people excited right people are excited by like big bold flavors yeah. like as a chef like there's a spot for like uh, um, a subtle salad, but at the end of the day, wouldn't no. you rather make like a really good salad? Yeah, I uh, I think 
the the one thing we've done in our restaurant, which has been so the not a detriment to me, but like the so the bane of my existence sometimes. So we have a Caesar salad, mm-hmm. and a lot of places don't, and a lot of like high end restaurants they don't have Caesar salads. So I decided really early on in uh, when I started working there, I was like, if we're gonna do a Caesar salad, every Caesar salad that comes out has to be perfect. Sure. And the most things I yell at at everyone in my kitchen for is. I taste a Caesar salad. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, taste this. This is not what you should be. And more it, anchovies. Well, exactly. Mm. Like it has, like it has to be round. You yeah. have to, like, you have to get deep flavors of, like, you know, almost war. I had a Caesar salad in Vancouver. I had a place called Autostrada, which is just a really awesome pasta joint. Um, and it was a shared Caesar salad, but we were eating it, and like they had these beautiful white anchovies. So the sauce. The, sorry, the dressing was, like, very white, but very, very coated, but it wasn't overdressed and sloppy. It was a, it was a beautiful salad, and, like, that's something you strive for. Brightness, but, you know, like, that cheese that's not salty, but it's, like, deep and gripping and... It's pretty salty. Mouthfeel, and, <laughs> but, like, that's what you want. Like, you should... It's the simplest of things, like, simple things, take mm-hmm. the, the biggest care. Yeah. It's not about slopping something together. Well, my point was the exact opposite. <laughs> is that sometimes to make some things like really good, you have to be like he- fairly heavy-handed with things like like salt. Like in a restaurant, like most home cooks mm. think of salt as like uh, I'll just add a little bit. Whereas in but commercial what I'm kitchens, talking about is, is exactly what you're talking oh, about. Okay, okay. So like to be heavy-handed with salt, it's very it's you have to be heavy-handed, but the but heavy ha- like I would say like eating at people's houses over the last 10 years the one um, thing I can say about everyone's food at their house is, is undersalted. Yeah. And every time I'm like, man, I say to my wife on the drive home, I'm like, man, the food was good, but like, I should have brought my own salt. Like, <laughs> it was so good. They took so much care, but they're just so f- afraid of salt. Well, the, yeah. the, the thing is, is people don't taste food as you're cooking it. Yeah. yeah. So like, like when we did your duck dish. Yeah. So that dish, like, they gave us a, a little taste of the violette. And I took a sip of it and it ate the sunflower seeds. And like, holy shit, it ripped right through the sunflower seeds. Couldn't taste anything. So yeah. we're hammering butter, we're hammering truffle puree, and we're hammering salt. And everything's going into that just to cut right through how intense the violet Because the violet is super earthy and yeah. super tart. And the only way you can do that is you, ha- you as, as someone presenting your product to someone else, is you have to taste it until you... You hate tasting that, just not hate, but like tired. Of you were tired of it. And you're like, oh crap! Like now, it's like, okay, there it is, there it is, and it's like it's more intense for you every time, so that when people get it, it's like it's tasting. You tasting, tasting, tasting is like the number one thing they teach you in any high end restaurant is just keep tasting it and keep tasting it until it's perfect. So, uh, are you tasting the stout? I know. I am. I've tasted a lot of it. Have you? Delicious. Yeah, this is really nice. Um, so it's, a nice it's cool because it's there's no um, there's n- there are no adjectives. Well, other than maybe oats or something, but like right. Uh, right. there's it, no. In fact, they only list water, barley, hops, and yeast. So oh. there might be no adjuncts in this beer. Yeah, it's uh, pretty. I think that's why it's straight. Yeah. Ah, I thought it was because they were like just super pumped about this. Beer. <laughs> this, is Ryan, this is Ryan Voigt's beer that he one of the the beers he was most proud of when he made. Really? Oh yeah. He was very proud. I had a, I was lucky enough to sit down and have coffee with him one day, and mm. he talked about this, and he was very, very, very proud <laughs> about this beer. 
And, you know, it shows. It's a really well-maintained. There's, like, robust coffee notes. There's, oh, yeah. It's smooth. 11%. 40 there's no, there's no, like, there's no spiciness to it, which is nice for an Imperial Stout, but... Hey, we got a couple of epoxy tickets back there. Oh, oh thanks. Mm. I nice. can't believe you're donating them to his two co-hosts. Mm. Oh. Ooh. No. Okay. Sweet. Talking of events, just by the way, Hypoxia has been one of my most favorite events in Victoria for a very long time. It's fun. It is a great event. I've never been. I want to, and I'm hopefully. I went to the after party last year. It was great. (laughs) Just suck it to that. Yeah, exactly. But we did kind of. I was able to secure two tickets, but we had a friend, so we had to wait out front and find uh, Uh, friends of friends of friends to convince them to give us one more entry. I think we snuck in two, and then it was fun. But I love the event. It's just. Everyone we know in town's there, but like the beers are, everyone shows up to like to play. This and like my favorite, what was your favorite beer last year? Do you remember the one that uh, Sue Oceanside made? See, what I was, didn't like that one it? last year. It was uh, a double point nine percent or something IPA, but no. Wait, well, yeah, because you so can't get it. The year it. before, yeah. the one he made the year before was one hundred times better. The Moon Under Water one was good too. Very I, similar. I kind really like Spinnaker's White IPA they put in a cast. It's always good, yeah. Yeah. But I like out of everything that was there, like that was really well like there was a lot of hops. Beer showed up with like two really good beer awesome beers and like mm. Beer was there? Beer was there last year. Yeah. I think oh, they yeah, were like they kind were. of like everyone was kinda of excited to see beer because it's like, Oh great, we get some hazies and like they were already like they're sort of like the cusp of breaking out into the uh, market mm. and but, you get a lot of standards, but also a lot of casks and whatnot. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a good great fun event. event. It's, a, it. it's a fun event. You like event. ops. It's, yeah. it's like the devil's playground. Yeah, exactly. So, mm-hmm. and you just get rip roaring after it. Yeah, that's the thing. So this year, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna try to go to. We've got uh, a wine dinner the next day, so that's gonna be interesting. Hmm. I love this one though. It hits all the notes mm-hmm. for an imperial stout. It's got like the dark yeah. chocolate. It's definitely the a layer. Yeah, it's yeah. got it's got these layers, and none of those things are added. Yeah, so it's no. just amazing all of because like these days I think all of us are guilty of drinking a lot of Imperial stuff that have yeah. other Joe. things in yeah. them right so I got a trillion coffee cake coming <laughs> actually three angry chairs coming that are all like rip roaring adjunct those Imperial are stouts. dessert stouts dessert yeah. stouts in a Ah, What's yeah. that famous one from Chilean that's got like the espresso maker? Uh, like you know the stovetop espresso oh, maker. Oh, yeah, 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 that's the really. Well, that whole one. series is yeah. blown up now. There's like yeah. macaroon. There's coffee cake. There's peanut butter cup coming out oh, now too, gosh. which looks so good. I'm I'm not a big fan of the. I know that Nutty Uncle won. I'm just yeah. not a big fan of peanut butter yep. stouts that much. I like them. I like you them. like them? Do you yeah. know what the, the hilarious trilogy oh, that, that, that they used to have is called the uh, a Junction Junction? That's no, a good no, name. Yeah. Start, and yeah. it was like a whole was bunch of Was it all like, of them? Peanut butter It was coffee. like every yeah. adjunct you could think possible yeah. pumped it. I think there was a collab with somebody. Too. Anyway, yeah. we should get ready to do that one. Put the... Uh... Yeah, and that one, just I just need a finger of it, please. Just give Ooh, me a no finger. There you go. <laughs> I, I knew you had a finger ready. Maybe man. Karen can help with this one. Yeah. Grab a glass. Um, we did a bottle share couple of weeks ago now, I guess, mm-hmm. and I took the uh, bourbon barrage version of this beer to it. Yeah. Which one? The trick? Uh, That's what it was, that. Yeah, that. You were probably there too late. No, you took the. Oh, he was sleeping. I was <laughs> sleeping. No, I've, never, yeah. I have, I've had that one, though. Have you? You brought the Canadian one, right? No, no, no. It was an anniversary release for there. Was it in a Third bottle? anniversary, 2017. You, ha- you had it before it was in a I got there. Got, yeah, we've had it before you got there. 
because don't blame me. I didn't open it. I put it in the fridge, and it just came. There out. was a, someone at that bo- okay. that um that bottle share that just kept opening bottles, and it was like a little bit annoying. I oh, would say. Who was that? I'm not gonna say who it was. No. Yeah. Um, was it me? No. Just because I, I brought like two things, thing. and I you turned around to say hi within an hour of being. <laughs> I know. You went from like you, you went from zero to sixty in like. 30 minutes. Because like, there's all these open bottles to yeah. try. You also brought like two big ones and all of a sudden they're just like ah! they were like dumping freaking water down your mouth. It and does get Cam crazy. did have oh, a, yeah. a special <laughs> spoon. Yeah. But yeah. like the bottle opening does get crazy. It's just like oh there's another there's another. We I had, had one. We had like, close to 60 bottles. Yeah. we. It was 2am and I it's was like. It's the boss pours that kill everybody. I'm going to take this one home and everyone's like crack it. I'm like it's like 13%. I can't drink anymore. Okay. So the one that you're pouring right now is... This is one of my favorite BCBs. This is very good. The Wooly Bugger Body Wine from House Sam Brewing. And you know what? They've done dark beers. Pothole filler. Great beer. Oh, yeah. Like, I like the licorice um, one. Yeah, what's the licorice yeah. one? Is that the um, Mega something? Mega right? Destroyer. Mega yeah. Destroyer? Yeah. I actually love that. Yeah. Like, they, actually do really good, like they do big you beers know, well. You they're... Their Christmas pack well is probably my favorite one. It's you know, good, the yeah. three large bottles uh, and the... Because yeah. they're all... Yeah. Oh, good. Like, yeah. for, especially for winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, this one in the um, this one bronze in the barley wine style ale, English style slash American style. So, here you go. Although, anyone that knows me or um, Ed knows <laughs> that we don't like American, American style barley. Wine. I don't like American style barley wines at all. Does you have need some it. hot presents in though. Now I taste. It has it. a bit of bitterness, but it's still it's little. still nice. Doesn't smell like it, but no, it's not extreme. Like, I had the rogue one at the Drake, and I was like, Oh, that is hoppy. Oh, uh, this is, I don't get a lot of hoppy presents at all. No, I get all the things yeah, I want to have in a barley no, wine. Exactly, I get figs and cinnamon and toffee. Kind of like that uh, 2012 old cellar that we had that was like, Oh, oh so yeah. nice. I do. I barely remember that. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Damien, for bringing that one to the bottle share. Oh, yeah, kind of half remember that. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like we had the bottle share, and it's like half the beers were just like uh, I don't remember most of them. Well, I had a 2016 Fremont Bobom. Nice. And, like, I, I sat it on the table, and like I went to say hi to someone, and I was like, "Holy crap, it's already open!" <laughs> I was like, "I just want to. I want to get a glass." I brought the beer. I wanted was at least I the a, one that was kept yeah. open. No. So, uh, <laughs> I just wanted at least a taste of it more. Was all no. There's a few things like people people do the boss ridiculous. pours of these things, and it's just like, okay, like yeah. you don't need a full glass of every beer. Like, take a swig, like, like especially when we get 350 ml bottles or whatever. It's like, yeah, mm, yeah. like just have a little sip. Like, that we're there to try everything. There's at least 15 of the us. The thing like, I like, I did a bottle share with Alex from Courtney. He's like a beer geek and mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. super good guy. I think you know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, he's friends with like. Andrew. He's an older guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's an anesthesiologist. Um, yeah. Home brewer. But we did a bottle share at his place, like, downtown, because he's got a he's got a, an apartment in Victoria, even mm-hmm. though he lives up in Comox. Oh, but I've he puts everything in his fridge, and he puts paper bags around it all. Oh, okay. And it's awesome, because he then, he pulls out one at a time, no matter who brought it, and then we pour it, and we, like... It'd be really fun thing to do. What? Be really it's really fun. And then we all talk, we're all standing around the fridge talking, having fun. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, what do you guys think this is? And we all talk, and then it's like the reveal. Ah. And like whoever it was, like, tries to, you know, try and bite your tongue or whatever. But yeah. I thought it was a really good idea. Instead of just being like, bleh, like, try and rush to get whatever you 
think is going to be good has opened, right? Mm-hmm. So no, I can right. definitely see the value in that. This, uh, this beer is... is he, I forgot how good this beer there was. He he opened... Uh, I remember like he opened a, uh, a bottle of Holy Mountain, and we are all like, oh my god, this is like the best... Um, fruited goose I've had in, or like fruited lambic I've had in a long time and blah blah, blah. and it's like and uh, we're like whoa damn it's a bottle of Holy Mountain wow was okay that, uh, New Jerusalem no well this is like a couple of years ago so uh, it's but that was really it no. <laughs> yeah. anyway should we kind of sign off because we're yeah, getting sure. a little yeah. sloppy jalopy here sure uh, that didn't win Old Jalopy. There wasn't any. Oh, there was an ESB category. That's a pale ale. Come on. But it won an ESB for. uh, Did it? For um, World Beer Cup. But ESBs and pale ales. I know. Same thing. That's what it won in. That's the funny thing about that whole thing. Like that. That pale ale is a bit more malty, a bit more bitter. Like, yeah, still a great beer. Looking forward to trying some good bitters when we get back to the UK. Um, Your face. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Well, yeah, we have, we have, <laughs> not, we have moron, a co-star right? here tonight right. with us. Yeah. Good and bitter. Right, yeah. uh, Say hello, Karen. Hi. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So Let's we're starting out. Plug your shit. Uh, you already plugged half of it through the Oh, episode. I did. I, I did way too much today. You sure? So you have a raspberry beer? We have a, uh, it's called a raspberry sour. Oh, yeah. okay. I didn't know It's that. available in cans okay, in yeah. Victoria. Sweet. Maybe um, outside of Victoria soon. Oh. We don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. Cool. like like island outside or like like mainland outside. Mainland maybe soon. Just a little bit, just to get in our toes. There you go. Just just dip dip it. Um. Yeah. Who are yeah, you? Yeah, and uh, you can find me at Socks Over Feet or at Il Savage Brewing. I do the regular Instagram posting. Andrew does the um, mm. stories. Because I'm old and I don't really know how the stories work. <laughs> I'm going to wish Andrew a happy birthday right now. It is his birthday. Oh, it is his birthday. Andrew is one bad. of my closest friends. And he. I'm very happy that you have now taken him under your wing. and let him, I know. Let him we brewed up a... He had this idea. His favorite, One of his favorite dishes from Thailand was this Somtam salad. It's like a green papaya, yeah. pepper, lime, palm Cashew? sugar... No, no. Um, salad, and so we made, we uh, brewed up a gosa with those ingredients in it, and uh, tasted it today, and it's good. It's so interesting. Nice. So it's gonna go on tap probably by the weekend or next week. Ooh, sweet. So, yeah, he was telling me about that yesterday. That yeah. was really good. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. you, you did green papaya. We did because I was looking at that picture. And I'm like, that looks like green papaya salad. We found the last green papaya yeah. in the city. <laughs> They're out of season now, so oh. uh, it was tough. Although I, where was I today? And I saw more. So oh, I, I think you can us. order them too. But yeah. anyway, whatever. Green papaya should be the easiest to find because it's unripe. But. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Brian? Uh, you, you can find me at how I handle my vices dots between each. Word. And how are you handling them, by the way? Um, I get there. <laughs> I haven't handled them that well. Uh, you know, I sorry, I wasn't trying to posting, bring up. I've been posting too much lately. Uh, from from my other one at beer can, uh, review. I've been trying to get more out. Uh, Canadian content. Uh, that had some really really good Canadian beers lately. Um, really people kicking ass. So. Keep yeah, that coming. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, it's going strong. I'm right trying now. to post a lot. I'm I'm very busy at my job with the Courtney room, so you can always come to the Courtney room and talk to me about beer. I'll come out and you know we'll cook you some food. New new menus are coming, but we have a few new wine dinners coming up in June. There's a possible talk of a beer dinner for July. We'll talk more about that if it 
comes to flourishing. Fruition. That too. <laughs> Slur Slurishing. Ed. Uh, you. Bring your porter to the slaughter.com. Facebook, bring your porter to the slaughter. Instagram now, bring your porter to the slaughter. Yes, very good name for Instagram. I like it. Thanks. Also, um, uh, in Twitter. Belgium. Oh, we can find you, you in can Belgium. You can find me in Belgium, yeah. 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 <laughs> so if we sign off now crazy. and we don't come back, you can see us at Farmhouse Fest. Yeah, we'll all be, be there. there. I'll be there. Yeah, um, and yeah. I think we have to bring some sort of recording device to Farmhouse Fest. So that'd be cool. We yeah. should do. We should figure that out. on the we should, road. We should do a Farmhouse Fest record. We will. Gonna get We're gonna figure it out. Sloppy. We got time. Cool. <laughs> I'm gonna be sober during the main event, so I don't mind. I am going not on gonna be. I yeah. got early entry, and I'm gonna get. Going. I will be for the first couple of hours. I know, I know. and then. Uh, We'll see. What happens. We'll see. That's fine. I'm excited for Farmhouse Fest this year. There's a lot of good things happening in Vancouver in our mm-hmm. world. So, yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, housing prices are great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Courtney Room still has two Il Sauvage beers on tap, and at least one uh, Raspberry Sour, if not Kavik IPA, still in cans for That's you right. available. There is some happy hour pricing if you come between two and six. Do that. Well, Very good beers. Nice. On that note. Thank you for listening. Let's wrap it up. Good night.